Which camera do I look at? I haven't prepared an intro for this. Cameron, do you think we need an intro for this show? Well, I think you got to open it somehow. I think so. Guys, um, welcome to the very first episode of SWAT. Uh, this is the name that we came up with for the newest program. Essentially, what we want to do is that you remember our straight talk, uh, the little podcast that we have, me and Cameron. We wanted to spice that up a little bit and include some other people and talk about conversations that uh, some say would be boring, but we're going to try to make it as fun as it is. But our main anchor is still this beautiful country. And um, Cameron Degen here. Uh, most of you guys know Cameron Degen already from uh, Straight Talks, and he is the founder and CEO of Property Turkey. And uh, next to me, I have Matthew Young here. Uh, if you guys have been following our Straight Talks, uh, Matthew has uh, showed up in uh, a few of the episodes as uh, as an investor, then later on turned to uh, a consultant to our business. And we have Christine here, came all the way from Norway. And Christine is also uh, one of our investors. And um, a spiritual investor. Oh, okay, yeah. that's that, 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 that's that's we got interesting titles and interesting people in this very room, and we'll be talking about why these. Two lovely people have invested in Turkey and Turkish real estate, and why Cameron Degin has invested. Uh, how many of your, how many years of your lifetime? Well, as far as Turkey is concerned, almost twenty years now. Yes, almost uh, twenty with years. the business, but right. actually practically living here, uh, eight years now. Yeah. Yes, eight years of his lifetime, and I have invested. Uh, well. That sounds like life. a lot of time for you, don't yes. doesn't it? <laughs> yes, that's, it that's, does. That's, that's a long time, for right? You. <laughs> so um, let's let's start up the conversation. I mean, Matthew, um, you 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 were the uh, one of the very first people who did business with us that we put on TV, and and you yourself have uh, experienced in investing into this country. Um, how was your experience in general, and what would you? What were some of the uh, things that um, you enjoyed? during the investment process and what were some of the things that you said you know what uh, it would have been better if this thing never happened i don't want to be cliche but it was a roller coaster ride you know right. there, there was the ups and downs of a new culture new language uh, certainly a new economy mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't think anybody's naive to what the lira has been doing and that i think very analogous for a roller coaster ride right so yeah, I was struggling a lot. Um, you know, on a personal level, I was uh, changing from the the very cliche Texas American lifestyle to Istanbul. You know, exotic. How did that happen? I mean, I mean, why would somebody move from that that Texan life into a, a very authentic Besiktas life here in Istanbul? I mean, I, it, I, I, I can give you tens of reasons, but let, let, let me hear Matthew's reasons here. Cameron knows I'm a bit of a historian, and I guess on a serious note, I see the United States as kind of the Roman Empire, and I wanted yeah. to get out while I still could. And yeah. Istanbul, on the other hand, in spite of being ancient, which is very appealing to me, the modern economy that it's becoming is still very immature. Mm. And that's a very interesting place to be. Mm. You, you get you get something with character and history, yet it's it's still discovering itself in the 21st century. That's and that's right. an interesting place to be in this time. 
It's a very interesting way of putting it. Yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah. I mean, the guy looks at the situation from a spiritual perspective, Cameron. Do you, do, 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 do you see the angle here? Well, I mean, I think majority of people who come here is people who come to live here, not just purely invest in a pure investment viewpoint, look at it that way. They look at it, their, their, their drive is more of an emotional drive than I'll put a penny here and I'll get two pennies back type of drive. I, I, I think that. And I think even for Christian, mm. although Christian, you started pretty much from a, I want to invest, I want to do this kind of viewpoint. But I think since you've done that several years back, now it's more of a, it seems to me, it's more of an emotional thing for you. You want to be here. You enjoy spending time here. It seems that way. I love Turkey out of many perspectives. The food, the barbers. The barbers. The barbers. <laughs> we were just talking about the barbers. <laughs> and I've been here many times as a tourist before I invested in Turkey. Right. And I had a connection somehow with Turkey. And I've been traveling all over the world in my 20s. So I knew a bit what to expect right. when I come to a very exotic country to invest and i've been staying five years in latin america that's even more upside down of course um, but i was inspired i was inspired by your uh, straight talks oh, thank you i had a bit of money on the sideline and i wanted to diversify our assets were very tied to europe and as a diversification we wanted to get outside of europe and the western hemisphere and reach others kind of investments um yes and turkey was a very good fit there especially mm. when you started to look on the various valuations from the different big cities all over the world exactly uh, especially when you invested which was what about three years ago now I yes think, three years ago or so um the real estate values in turkey were a lot lower than what they are now yeah. And relatively speaking to other capitals in the world, when you compare it, you know, you'd be like, well, I'm getting a lot of back for my money here. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we're still undervalued. And if it is still looking, undervalued. Uh, yeah. On Singapore, London, you're right. you're New York. Right. Yeah. And I think Istanbul holds a place on that map as one of the eight big metropolitan cities yeah, in the world. Yeah. So. My philosophy, notwithstanding, I did like the investment aspect of it too. So. But but is 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 it always this this romantic idea investing in Turkey? I mean, you've been doing this for twenty years. For twenty years, um, what would you say the ratio of romantics versus the rationals coming to Turkey? Do you know what I think, Aladdin? Um, I think a great majority of people who come here, um, they are somehow emotionally driven. Mm. There is a reason why they want to come here. They're not coming here purely to get some sort of ROI on their money. Um, I don't think so. What now, why I do see you say is that? Is, that? is it because our currency fluctuates all the time? No, is I it think... because we, we, we tend to, from time to time, follow unorthodox interest policies and then we, we try do to all of that. Which is... And maybe that scares some of the investors. Well, well, well look, we do yeah. all of that. And, yeah. and, and the fact of the matter is when you look at it from the grand scheme of things, all those things you mentioned, we, we raise interest rates, then two years down the line, three years down the line, we decide that 
you know what, that wasn't the right policy. Let's just go and lower them. And then three years down the line, you know what, actually, we should just about increase them to see what's going to happen. You know, yeah. this is part of Turkish culture. This is Turkish culture. And it, and it cuts all the way through. And in an interesting way, I think this is what makes it interesting, makes it an exciting place to come to because you see it in the streets too. It's full you of know? energy here it because is. of the young population. It is, it is full of energy. Yes. And that inspires also. Hundred yeah, percent. That's that's an area where stats don't lie. You have a population where the majority are an average yes. of what thirty and a half years old, eighty-five million. Eighty-five million population. Yeah, right. That's a young, vibrant culture. I mean, you guys yeah. know I spent a lot of time in Japan. Uh, very big on Japan, love the culture and so on. But when you have the majority of that country that is over sixty, the majority. Wow. It's a You're decreasing population. Yes. Isn't oh, it, in, in, yeah. in 2050, I think they're they're saying it's going to be half the population, yeah, which is staggering like yeah, to yeah. think about it. But I'm already seeing the effect of mm. that aging community. Once you get outside of Tokyo, it's just it's emptiness. This it's it's losing that energy, and so to come from there to here and see the youth and the hope and the the drive again that that. I agree wholeheartedly with you. It is a an energy that you, you can't quantify it in one specific thing, but you feel it exactly. Uh, either in, in, in a, a raw investment or something, or walking down the street in a cafe. It's nice. Is that the way investors and actually foreign investors look at one particular city or a country uh, from an investment perspective? Is it is it the, the the impressions? Does that start from the moment you exit the airport? You you basically look at the driver, the, the the way he drives the car, or you get you go to the main bazaar and see the people, their faces, the way they talk to one another, the way they work, the the the, the times that they go to work, and and, and the the pace of uh, their their walks on the street, and the, the the tone of their voices when they're shouting or in the street with one another, are these uh, indicators of um, how? young and vibrant and investable a country is i don't ever dissected it to that level um but in hindsight i could say that yeah all of those are subliminal things that add to it i think in general it goes back mm -hmm. to recognizing that there is a momentum in the culture uh, or mm -hmm. society whatever semantics you want to use for it and you do feel that now, if you want to get into the minutia of it, is it this or that, yeah, fine. But at the end of the day, as an investor, if I walk into a place and I recognize or feel a way about it, pretty sure other people are too. And yeah. I think Christian said it best. This is, uh, this is one of the great cities of this planet. And it is, you know, people talk about the curve that it's gone up. Yeah, okay. It was, it was playing catch up. Yes. Now I still I don't think we're we've plateaued. I think we've no. just caught up, and that's gotten some attention. Now I think the real investments are going to come, mm -hmm. you know, because we are where we should have been a long time ago. Of course, I mean, loving one place is uh, is basically the ultimate reason to go there, right? Mm. Otherwise, I mean, how many numbers uh, you need to know? into investing into uh, some country i mean from my perspective if i am to if i'm going if i'm going to invest in real estate and, and make the best buck right from a, from a very narrow perspective i would invest down the block i would just go you know i i've been living in this block i know that particular house i know who buys it and i know 
you know, how much I can buy it for and how much I can sell it for. But traveling all the way from another country, I'm not even talking about another state or another city or another industry within the country or within the very society or the culture uh, that you come from, Europe and European Union and everything. None of that, but another country. There must be a good amount of love for that particular place, which I guess starts with the airport, right? Yeah. The, yeah. It's a good airport. You can see the rate of development in the country, can't you? Oh, it's yeah. visible. Yeah, it's visible. Um, really, really visible. Uh, and that's you know, like going back to what we were talking about. Turkey, I find, is a little bit like is a little bit like a, a business, an entrepreneurial business. The country is an is like a business. But listen to this: okay. a small business, small business like a startup, you know, what we call a small and medium-sized business, SMEs. They're like, they're very, um, they're very entrepreneurial businesses where you've got a collection of people who can, in fact, who have to multitask. They're going to do this and this and this. So after a while, especially if they're owner managers, they have to become very, very good at what they do. What happens is as the business transitions from a small business to medium-sized business, then obviously responsibilities increase and, 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 and a lot of people join the business. So, you know, your managerial scope increases. So you can no longer do this and this and this and this and be very, very good at that. It's yeah. not really possible. So what you do is you start becoming more focused in terms of what discipline what department of the business you're going to take responsibility over. Now, I think Turkey, if Turkey was a business, it would be somewhere along the mid-sized business. Whereas, say, Norway would be a big business, an established corporate business, business, a corporate business. US would be more of a corporate business. UK would be more of a corporate business. If you were to take these countries and look at them as businesses. So Turkey, in a way, as a country is like, it's in this stage of expansion. It's in this stage of consolidation, yet it is still an emerging business. Mm. It still is entrepreneurial. People do this and this and this. So there's this juggling all the time in the country that is going on. And I think that is that energy that you guys are talking about. You pick that. You live through it in every facet of the business, if you see what I mean. Whereas in a developed, mature economy, you know, everything is... Well, I think the individual's impact is more relevant in that medium size. So you take a big corporation, you know, I come from the energy background. I couldn't walk into ExxonMobil and change anything there. Best I could advise on a tiny little division on one little project and hope that I had some affect. But you take that medium-sized company, each individual, the, the tea lady. Any fact is yes. more visible. Yes, right? you're going to feel more yeah. valuable. And I think in a in a society like this, I think on the individual basis, and I, I see this very much in the streets, um, and and with the, the the Turkish people that I've met, they feel very connected to what's going on in their country. Um, 
and coming from the U.S., which is that big multinational exactly. corporation, is that big multinational. Everybody yeah. feels disenfranchised. You got it. They this is feel exactly like the point I'm getting. It's at. it's on autopilot. I'm along Matthew, for the ride. This is exactly yeah. the point I'm making. Yeah, and, and you got it. Yeah, because indeed. you don't. That's why I'm here? You don't necessarily. When you walk in the streets, when you interact with people, you know, you don't necessarily say to yourself, oh, yeah, I am in a small to mid-sized entity <laughs> and this entity is entrepreneurial. So I'm enjoying You don't say that, yeah. but at the back of your mind, although you can't define it, you feel it. Yeah. That detachment that that nowadays in the more mature economies, in, in, in the multinational countries, let's say, yeah. like US, UK, etc., you have that feeling. In Turkey yet, you don't, exactly for the reasons you mentioned. Do you feel what I'm saying? But you're in Argentina, which is also an SME. Yeah, but it's a huge difference between Argentina and Turkey. There is. But yeah. my background is in small businesses, and there is this passion, and there is this strive. The word is, is passion. Well, yes. The word and is you, passion. And you can yeah. find it here among the people yes. also. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, but that if is you a tune into that, it's an amazing energy. Yeah. If you tune into that and resonate with that, yes, it's an, it, it takes you up. At yeah. times, it hits you to the floor too. Well, that's yes. it. It's a double-edged sword. Yes. But you know right. what? This is what right. life is. Yeah, no, no. This is what life is. Yeah. Exactly. So I think, so, you know, partially, this is, I think, one of the reasons that passion, that, that, that feeling that, you know what? I live. I live. That sense I of exist. freedom. That sense you know, of to be able to. This is partially what pulls people yes. and, yeah. and see the result of your actions. Yeah. Whereas in a big yes. corporate world or big corporate company, it's very hard to see that particular. You're result. a number. Yeah, but I see in this country that you have a bit of trial and error just at a small company and not everything is perfect but you come back stronger and that is wonderful to see you live yes you live yeah this, this is this is an interesting thing and you know what it is a very very important thing yeah. that yeah. feeling that you live yeah. you know and, and and you know what Aladdin? although nano what we're talking about here um is about making money is about making a fantastic investment and ripping the rewards. We haven't even talked about that, but the things we're talking about are the things that I truly believe are the real reasons why people are investing in Turkey. Right. Are the real reasons. And the returns they get for most people is, is the bonus, yeah. not yeah. the main driver, is the bonus right. for why they're investing. Yeah. So. What do we have to do then? We just thought that we invite people who are knowledgeable in their own fields and in, in their own experiences, and we allow them to talk about their experiences and in that particular subject, which could reveal the, uh, the honest truth about that particular subject. We thought that we need a slightly more encompassing and slightly more diversified program that tackles um, Turkey's macroeconomic and business world. Yeah. Um, so that we could then utilize this program as a, as, a, as a program of expertise to support the fund. We have just launched Funding Turkey, and mm. all four of us are involved in Funding Turkey. And Funding Turkey is a licensed investment fund.
it can offer two currently two different types of funds a real estate investment fund which is like a REIT and at the same time a venture capital fund which right. can go out there and invest in any startup any business in any particular segment and the sectors and the segments that we have identified so far that we wish to invest in and we 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 wish to basically promote as um business sectors with um with rewarding future potential in turkey are like energy sector mm. technology sector healthcare healthcare medical care sector tourism tourism and of course real estate certainly these are the main sectors that we have identified based upon analysis based upon our observations of turkey and the future of the world and turkey and to that effect we haven't just stopped there we have gone out there and recruited and um incorporated into our intelligence if you like business analysts from the top government institutions these are people who deliver analysis business sectoral analysis for the government for turkish government many thanks many thanks and that was our analysis really? <laughs> 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 <That's laughs> here's our camera yeah and 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 so basically what we're doing now is we're basically yeah. saying that right you know let's do a program that is lighthearted in the way it is delivered it's Thank um it's a little bit of fun right. it's some joy and we have a few plant planted characters like us and a few other um, partners we have and every episode we 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 potentially can rotate Thank different you. people from different business segments say if one particular episode we're covering the energy sector or part of the energy sector of turkey we're giving information about where the sector was where it is now where is it likely to go who the big big players are what kind of returns can an investor expect then what we wish to do in addition to us here talking about it is we wish to invite guest speakers as expert speakers from that very sector so this is the starting point of this program this is hopefully where this program will evolve in weeks right. and months to come emotional honesty and 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 i heard this from this guy called hasan minaj do, do you guys know hasan minaj no clue who that is this guy was interviewing obama and he basically said that hello mr president before we start i want to tell you that we need to film this episode in an emotionally honest way because during your tenure you were factually correct and emotionally dishonest at time wow look at this factually correct but emotionally dishonest at time he goes after you people the people who came after you were factually incorrect but emotionally honest and you know who i'm talking about if you are factually correct and emotionally dishonest people are they're not going to care yeah, but we do need to be factually correct too and right? that yeah of course well, they're not mutually that, exclusive that's why we hired i'm having you go ahead that's why we hired an analyst then we are presented these numbers and data and now how is that what all this is i was so using it as a scratch pad we are emotion emotionally no no we are factually honest and emotionally correct, correct. no we are we are we are correctly honest and factually honest emotional. say that six times in a row <laughs> We are factually. Why don't you help me here? I'm stuck. We are factually correct, emotionally honest. Yes, we have to be. 
That's 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 the show. You should write that. Down. Transparent. I should write. We'll write that right about the back right. wall here, I, so I, you I, have. I've got to take a note of this. Yes. <laughs> you do have a knack for coming out with slogans. I know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Factually honest, emotionally correct. No. Fact Factually correct. Factually correct. Emotionally honest. Emotionally yes. Emotionally honest. So this is going to be our motto. Okay. Zoom in. And get this, emotionally correct, factually. Is it because of you? Can't even say the motto. Seriously, <laughs> there you go, Chica. Yeah, what is it? And factually, it's lovely, correct. lovely penmanship. Factually, you see, emotionally you got it. You honest, got correct. Let, let's talk about this then. Um, we talked about um, the journeys, weekly, not necessarily journeys, but uh, you know the general. Um, reasons why you guys are here right but name of the show being SWOT we kind of need to want to end this with a SWOT analysis so that the name holds kind of yeah what would you guys say are some of the weaknesses of this country are because weaknesses are always there so that you can capitalize on right uh, I see language as a big yeah because point. English is not so very widely spoken and um, especially for a foreigner, it can create uh, barriers to get into the culture, get to know people, uh, get to know the barber. But also yeah. you feel lost in, in when you do serious business at the title deed, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, if you want to set up a shop, a business here, it's also you're, you're struggling if you don't know the languages. True, because what you find is that uh, the government offices where a lot of those transactions somehow have to be concluded, yeah. whether it's title deed or some sort of notary or what have you, they, they hardly have a second language. Yeah. So it's, it's, you really struggle yeah. if you can't speak some Turkish. Yeah. So that certainly is, is a weakness. And also if I would like to call a plumber or oh, if yeah, I have yeah, a car yeah. accident and oh, the other yeah. guy gets mad on me, what should I do? Should I take Google Translate out? You know, I cannot have like really an emotional argument then and I there. Agree. It's just a text-based. 100%. That's a, that's, that's, that's a weakness. Definitely. Look, I'm, I'm doing a swap. What do you see as, as, a, as a weakness? I think I'm more frustrated with, and it's a it's a totally internal perception thing. I come from a very sort of disciplined culture of how things get done when they get done. It does come from a military background. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm having to learn a lot of patience. Things don't move at the the pace what, I'm used to. Why would you say that's the case? If you were to encapsulate this in one word like he said language we all yeah. got him how would you encapsulate this because i'm doing my swot analysis mate you know i'm yeah. writing it down one word one word i don't have one word for that two words make an exception for you a two-word phrase that you can use instead of one word in the US, yeah. I think from yeah. a Norwegian perspective, we are very, very focused on a goal in the future. Yeah. And we work 100% straight towards that. Goal and here orientation. you live a bit more in the day. And Halle you take, yeah. Have you heard of that? No. Halle yeah. You, 
Inshallah. Oh, okay. Inshallah. 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 Inshallah
And they have to go. They, it won't fit through the window. They've taped all the money together. And this is every day when I go to yeah. the bank, there's people uh, lined up yeah. doing cash transactions because of the devaluation. Well, yeah. it's because of the devaluation. Yeah. And I guess also because of the money that's not in the circulation. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I mean, Turks look, still keep with gold under their pillow and their cash do. under right. their pillow. I know. So. I know. Compa compared to a lot of other countries, yeah. like compared to, say, Norway. Yeah. Um, what what is the what, whatever the declared GDP of Norway is, you know that is pretty much what it is. That's spot Take on. the G G declared GDP of Turkey, and I'd say to you times it by about one point seven. Uh, yeah. That's what the real GDP of Turkey is, because only a portion of you know, well, you've got two the economies. economies. Yeah, you, you you've got an underground economy yeah. that is big working time. cash. Big and, time. Yeah, yeah. In big Norway, time. we don't even have cash. And it is longer. part of the fun. Yeah, and I think it is also part of why certain people come here too. Yeah, right. I'm going to give uh, another weakness of Turkish economy. Why? We said language. We said inshallah culture. We said lack of enforceability or inconsistent enforceability. We said currency. There's one more that I think underpins almost all of these certainly the currency it impacts the currency i think it's short-termism it's yeah. one thing about turkish economy a lot of investments and a lot of businesses and a lot of the behavior of businesses in turkey not all of course and this cuts across the culture it isn't just businesses it's if you look at the government policies too to a great extent short term they do something today, two years later, they do something completely opposite. And then a year later, they decide that, you know what, it shouldn't be left, it should be right. Mm -hmm. Short-termism. Mm -hmm. They build things very short-term, knowing full well or not even thinking that five years, 10 years down the line, what they built today is no longer going to be sufficient or applicable. Short-termism. There is a yeah. short-termism in Turkey. I think Turkey is not alone in this. I would imagine certain other countries emerging markets suffer from this as well is right, there an Christian? emerging market thing i think it's a southern i think it's a culture thing i think the closer you get to the equator or not, you get so. that from what i've noticed northern yes places yeah. typically have 100 year you look at china they're thinking 100 years ahead the japanese geez they wrote the book on planning five generations out for anything they do mm. so it, it's an interesting because the closer you get to the equator, I've noticed things are very, that'll do. All right, just let's throw this up. We'll worry about. I think it's a cultural year. thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But that's an warmer, maybe it's the warmer climate things. Because you warmer have to think climate more thing. culturally, if you're in a place that historically before the Industrial Revolution, you had to plan to have enough food to get through the winter, your mindset as a culture is we've got shall to. Shall we salt think, it? Shall we fume it? Right. Let's get um, ahead of shall it. Shall we smoke it? Shall we, you right. know? And tropical and subtropical climates it's yeah, everything was right there so right in front of you don't never even have really to, had think. to think too far ahead yeah. so i think the culturally it, it just sort of you know that mass psychosis 100 it, it stretches it or and it's still it here it. it's still i think here. that's still yeah. very much here because big surprise for me is looking at this country you will trip over a grocery store there's three or four on every block I, it, it, it is the most well-fed country I've ever seen. So people don't think too far ahead. You have everything. There's a, a pharmacy on every corner. There is uh, 200 barbers down one street. Yes. 
It yeah. is fascinating to me. It is, isn't it? Yeah. How, it is. how much you have of everything here. And I think in a way that sort of promotes, I don't have to think too far ahead. Everything is just right here. Sure. But doesn't this create a bit of flexibility also? I think Turkey has it because of the reason, because of where it is. You're right. Yeah. Warmer climates generally. But I think Turkey also has it because of their historic past. Because don't forget, this people, this nation, up until a year, you know, better, 100 years ago, were predominantly nomadic people. They, they, they migrated from high grounds to low grounds, depending on if it's winter, you're high ground, if it's summer, you're low ground, or the other way around. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. nomadic, then you're never fully settled anywhere. Mm. If you're never fully settled anywhere, then you're thinking only for the season. Because you're going to pack up and go. You're going to. You're not going to stay. So I think that kind of brings in the short termism, but the short termism I think comes with a lot of opportunities. Yes, and you have this trial and error. So if you do an error, you need to understand that you have done it and fast, fast, fastly switch to another path. So yes. So all right, we talked about the weaknesses. Cameron, can you please count the kind of weaknesses that the country has one more time, please? Well, I mean, this is sort of uh, going around the table. We said um, language, right? The language barrier, inshallah culture, which means uh, I'll do it when. Then you know, language, inshallah culture, enforceability, currency devaluations or fluctuations, oh, yeah, and. I take I I would put short termism as a weakness for yeah. for the Turkish economy, and certainly, in my opinion, it is partially responsible for the currency fluctuations. Because if you're not planning ahead, then you're gonna always have that. So strengths. Let's let's see what the strengths of Turkey from a business and investment viewpoint are. You're coming into Turkey from overseas. You're investing either into real estate or investing in a in a business or starting a business or investing your money in a in a fund you know you're coming here with a view to investing in this country what are the strengths i would say the diversification you find in this country and they seem to come along very well actually i agree and um, then you have different viewpoints from different people different culture that actually create a debate that do you find the best ideas? How would that? you sum that in one sentence or one word or two? Diversification. Words? Very good. Across seven, eight uh, different geographic regions, yes. different ethnicities, different cultures. But you he's, know? he's so right. It's so diversified. But, but he picked it up. And that's the first so he thing he said. It that's up very interesting. So well. And you know that's what? That's very interesting. Uh, Not a lot of people do pick it up. Oh, you're, yeah. and you're also in the right. food, the diversification. Yeah, Every, everything. Yeah. everything. Oh, very great, Christian. Very good. Very good observation. Yeah. Do you know oh. one thing that I see in Turkey, <laughs> yeah. in which um, you highly unlikely to see in many other countries? Right. And when I say this, you will all say yes. You walking down the street. You see a gang of ladies or mixed people, but ladies, because what I will explain mainly refers to ladies. You see two, three of them dressed up very liberally, oh, yeah. almost too liberally. They're friends. They're all, you know, they're friends. They're bubbly, jubbly, walking, having fun. Two, three of them, their heads are covered. Yet they're Best of mates. Yeah. Yeah. The lady with the hijab, 
doesn't frown upon that, doesn't look down on the, the, the scantily dressed lady, or let's call it that. I'm using that as an expression. I mean the liberally dressed lady. But the scantily dressed lady doesn't think that the lady with the hijab is, ah, you know, I'm not going to associate myself with you. No, they are best of friends and they are enjoying the moment. Yeah, now, you don't see that in many countries. No, no, no. that's lovely. In Turkey, they mix so well and there's none of that, you know, differentiation or isolation or alienation because of this or that. And this is a beautiful, beautiful thing about Turkey, right. in my opinion. Well, that's the point I made in that original straight talk I did. You take the U.S., which is, you know, prides itself in defining pop and modern culture. It is a child compared to the global scene. I would argue that U.S. culture really didn't, what we call the U.S. didn't take foot until after World War II, post-World War II. So it's less than 100 years old. Istanbul specifically has been a meeting point for humanity since we've been walking upright. The bridge. Yeah. Mm. It has had millennia to get comfortable with different religions, different cultures, cuisine, every little idiosyncrasy. Which partially is yeah. the diversification exactly. he talked that, about. And, but you're picking yeah. on the, the merger yeah. of mm. the diversification, the bridge. I think that is one of the sort of foundational things that, it, that, again, that energy that just exudes from this city is we don't care who you pray to or what you're wearing, what you're eating. Everything comes here because this this is the center of the world, as you mm. so cleverly pointed out. The center out. of the world. The center yeah. of the world, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. give me one word for it. He said diversity. Bridge? It's ground zero for who we are as a species. I like that. Christian. Yeah. I like the Grand wow. Zero. That's, okay, that's, I'll write it as such. But isn't it also that you have a very strong national identity that kind there of is. unites? But I think there that is. comes from the pride there of is. having that. You, you, I think those two, I think that is a symptom of recognizing the value no, and, but but that's and and Turks do recognize oh, it, yeah, absolutely, and and they are proud of it. They are proud of it. Although I have not observed overly um, assertive nationalism in Turkey. No, I never no, observed no. it. I think it's pride. It's pride. Yes, which, it isn't that yeah. nationalism, which you know, no. But yes, they are proud, and 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 yes. There are certain values, and this is another beautiful thing about this country. Look, there are Sunnis here, there are Alevites, there are Christians, There's there Jews. are Orthodox, there are Jews. Yeah. There are all sorts of people in Turkey. Yet, there are certain values that irrespective of what backgrounds they come from, they so quickly unite under. Ooh, when I realized that, and it was eight years ago, and I, and I will tell you exactly how I realized it. It banged me here in no the similar of this room in other previous office. <laughs> I noticed that they come together, and this is so beautiful about the country. It was a few years after the Syrian war when we had all the refugees coming over here. 
Okay. And um, in our company, we, at the time, we had at least 10 Syrian nationals working. Mm. Um, this was about seven years ago, I think, um, in Istanbul. And because Syrians are good, good salespeople right. and, and they have good language skills. You know, that the guys we have. Very educated. Very educated, sophisticated population. Yeah. One day, we're having this training session. And our training sessions, as you guys know, always turn into Ezu, really. Mm. But, uh, they, you know, they, they, well, they're not the most... on a rant. Yeah, I do. They're not the most <laughs> formal training things. They're like where we have fun, really. So we gathered around. And I asked one question to these guys, to these Syrian guys. I said, boys, girls, give me one name in your history, past, current, future, time irrelevant, that all of you can galvanize under. They couldn't. Give me one name in their history that they would all instinctively say, call out. Yeah. Then I turned to the Turks in the group. I said, give me one name. Within one second, yeah, that name was out. Yeah. But under this with the national identity, don't you have many singers and act actors that you also come, uh, that unites the, the people? Because when I'm with Turks, they say, oh, this Kurtis and this uh, Ashta Pekka, and I have no clue. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And, uh, all the Turks are like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And they have, even if they maybe criticize them, they have some kind of love relation also True. with them. And that kind of also creates this unity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shall I tell you yeah. from the business viewpoint and what you said is what we were talking about in our last Straight Talk episode. The biggest thing about Turkey from an investment viewpoint, particularly from an in overseas investor viewpoint, mm. if you're looking to invest in Turkey in a long haul, mm. is reality always exceeds expectations no. oh yeah because positive for some reason really the positive really expectation yeah. gap right because when you come over here if you're not too familiar with turkey and particularly if you come from the western world from the more developed economies you have a view of turkey generally that is lower than the reality but when you come here and when you start living here and mixing and merging and, and, and experiencing and sampling life here, you realize that the reality is actually better than what you expected. Oh, 100%. Now, that's what I call a positive expectation gap. Yeah. And a positive expectation gap in business is a premium. I remember the first time I went for brunch in Bebek. I mean, it's an incredibly oh, it's sophisticated, lovely. charming lovely. people. There's lovely. a dozen different languages being spoken. I'm tripping over Ferraris lovely. to get into, you know, this little boutique place I like to go for coffee. Yeah. And I mean, you never see this on anything to do with Turkey outside of the borders. So diversification, ground zero, I like that. National identity, <laughs> we put that as a positive. Yeah. Um, what if young generation is certainly yes, positive? Yeah, that's that's one of the most precious things about yeah, this and, country. And put this on, I think. Well educated. Well educated. Okay, strength. Got, yeah. University education is far right. better here than in the US yeah. as far as per capita. Young generation, young population. But the biggest one by far, I'd say, is location. 
It is. It no. is location. Come on, guys. Let's let's face it. Let's it's the center of the world. Yeah, that's, that's yes. what it is. Yeah, it is. And the yeah. climate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing yeah. climate. Yeah, we get four lovely seasons. Nah, it gets, it gets yeah, long, the least. Yeah, and and, and yeah. more importantly, it's a geopolitical location. Yeah. Yeah. The, the fact that we have the Istanbul, the, the Bosphorus Strait, and the Dardanelles yeah. and everything that that that's that's a huge contribution. Yeah. And in where we are located exactly. between the Middle East and Asia. And that location is is second to none. Turkey will never go broke because of that. Yeah, because you just can't. You just can't. You, you just you, you're sitting right across the trade route. It's of a the hub. World. Well, it's I, a hub. So that, that restaurant I sit at the the coffee house in Bebek. I sit there and look out and watch the grain ships going back and forth. And I have a little experience with large ships and uh, the shipping industry and. It is staggering. It really brings it all home when you see the amount of commerce going back and forth. Yeah. Just in me sitting for a morning coffee. Right. It is breathtaking how right. much industry is coming through. It so is. There's, there's, there's a lot of positives in everything. Now, threats. What are the threats that we're facing? Okay. Political instability. I go with that. Guys, five, four, seven years ago, there a was attempt. a coup attempt in this country. Yeah. F-16s flying over, bombing the parliament, and a hit squad was sent to yes. assassinate the president of this country. Really? Is that so? Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that a normal thing? Well, well apparently it happens the, in Russia, too. Yeah. Apparently, but, uh, January 6th in the United States, they had a coup, too. So it can happen anywhere. It, it can. It can. But what do you yeah. think the biggest threat in, of this country, of being here, of working here, I think it's a cultural one. I think it's, I don't know if it's, I don't want to use the word complacency, but I would say it's a subliminal fear of any drastic change. I, I, I think that's the only thing holding it back. And I think that is a threat when you don't, that nationalism, that, that the downside to everybody being under this umbrella in one sense, that's like a warm blanket. And it's very scary to get out from under it. And if nobody else is getting out, all the greatness about everybody sort of being on the same page that, hey, we're Turks, and they desperately want to hold on to that, mm. that it's hard for them to move in any direction very quickly as a, as a society. What do you think, Christian? Yeah, no, I can agree on that, that you have less flexibility if there is a strong national unity. but. Uh, yeah, I don't see it as the biggest threat. I think it's actually more a positive thing that keeps everyone together. So, but w what do you think uh, the threats are? No, it's mostly this that you have the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Let's say you have the war up there in Ukraine, and you have mm -hmm. Syria, and uh, so you you see those as, as as possible threats. Interesting. I would add, you know. What I've given is an internal one. I'd say there's an external threat, and I would call it the global monetary policies. I think they are very destructive to Turkey's position right now globally. I don't think any. I think the the powers that be were not happy that Erdogan stayed in power, and I see a lot of policies that are trying to hurt the economy just to punish the outcome of that election. And I, I see that as a very real threat. Right. Cameron, what do you think? I see the main threat when I look at macroeconomics of Turkey. I see the main threat um, as 
I don't know how to explain this, but not being able to be the provider of products and services that are differentiated. Turkey can no longer be the producer uh, and supplier of low-cost products and services. So Turkey's um, competition in the international markets cannot be a cost competition. In other words, Turkey cannot build its economy, cannot gear itself to be the provider of least cost products and services. Okay? If you're competing anywhere for any product or service, really and truly take everything aside, there are two ways to compete. You're either cost competing or you are differentiating. If you're differentiating, you're providing a product to the market that is differentiated, albeit it charges a premium. Okay, it's differentiated despite the premium people will buy it because of the intrinsic value that people attach to it. German auto industry. Exactly, spot, spot on. Turkey hasn't got that. Turkey so far, and again, in my opinion, due to Turkey's culture, not necessarily economy, that short-termism that I said, due to this, because for you to have a differentiated product, you need to invest in the future. So that you invest today, so you develop something that adds that differentiation edge. If you shy away from investing, and if you have this short-term view of money today, money today, which is kind of the cultural Turkey, mostly. Immediate gratification. Immediate gratification, exactly the right phrase. Then you can get caught in cost competition. Turkey can no longer be a cost competitor. Turkey was a cost competitor throughout the 70s, 80s, and part of the 90s, but not anymore. Because countries like India, Bangladesh, Indonesia, Vietnam, China, Vietnam, Malaysia, Malaysia, and, 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 in, and in 10 years' time, maybe not even 10 years' time, I bet you African countries will come up. These countries will always be able to deliver at a lower cost. So if you haven't moved up your supply chain, your intellectual property, your, your quality and differentiation, then you could find yourself in a position where your products are no longer desirable. In my opinion, everything aside, that's the biggest threat that Turkey has in, in front of it. And this is why, and I think, and I'm really, really happy, Dennis, correct me if I'm wrong, Turkey has increased its investment and R&D in a big time in the last six years. And in the next five, six years, Turkey plans to invest in R&D more than it did in the last 40 years, which means they have woken up. Now, that gives me a lot of confidence mm. that at least the beast has woken up. Now, if Turkey can play their cards right and start differentiating its products by adding value, which requires long-term investment, long-term thinking, it requires education, it requires focus. If Turkey can do that, Turkey then will be able to 
compete with the likes of Germany, even in the automobile industry. But isn't it a question about capital formation also? And currently, actually, we do get a big inflow of capital to Turkey by foreign investments, capital that stays in the circle of Turkey, capital that finds entrepreneurs, and then you make a business that is successful, that maybe will have capture more of the, the value in the country. So I also see capital formation as an important 100%. role for the way 100%. forward for this. What is the mission of our fund? Come on, you wrote yeah. it. Funding Turkey, yeah. But how does it end for the economic prosperity of the country? Yes. So this is actually the vision yes. And the mission that we set for our yes. fund. So it's not just come and invest and we'll give you a good ROI. No, come invest for the prosperity of yourself and the country. Yes, because this wins. is what everyone wins, because yes. this is what's needed in this country. Yes. What's needed is people to stop thinking today for me, for me, yeah. people to say, okay, how can I, you know, do something or deliver something that will help me? Yes. But my neighbor yeah. too, and yes. my relatives too, yes. and my wider circle yes. too, you know? And the best businesses are based on that when everyone is it. a winner. Alliance. Yes. The best business model is alliance. Yes. Right. And when everyone Synergy. wins on it. Synergy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it, it's a good chat. We've been talking, we've been having a nice conversation for the past two hours. We started slow. Realize. We, we have started we slow. <laughs> then we Nobody's thrown up. anything. At right. No, so nobody's right yeah. <laughs> And, so. and and we'll see the upcoming episodes as well. But uh, to, to to summarize, um, let's let's all say, you know, our versions of SWATs in two, three sentences only. Now, now pick your words very carefully. I don't have five to ten minute spots for each and every one of you that this will continue for a long time. <laughs> three, four sentences. How well, would you summarize Turkey? If you want to. If you want to summarize the SWOT analysis of Turkey, right? I'll start. Go ahead. Turkey has an attraction that goes beyond just, you know, I'm putting a buck here and I'm going to get two bucks next year. No, it's, it's, it, it tends to drive people more emotionally than by pennies, by, by ROI alone. Albeit in the last 20 years, if you look at the GDP growth of the country, it is, I think, as far as the growth rates are concerned, it's in the top five in the whole world of the developed world, mm -hmm. GDP growth-wise. But the main thing is that it's a country that excites people due to its young, dynamic population, due to its diversity, but at the same time, this incredible tolerance that it has for cultures, for different cultures, even within its own um, umbrella. So these are all massive positives. And certainly it's a young dynamic culture, um, a hub in the world. Um, you've got Africa here, Asia here, Middle East, Europe, Russia, and Turkey is right in the middle. As we showcased in one of our episodes, we called it the center of the world. I do believe that, by the way. You open the world map, put it on the map, close your eyes and take a dart and throw it in the middle. It will land on Turkey, geographically. It will. Try it at home. Um, now, But it doesn't come without its challenges. And personally, personally, this is the way I see it, 
and, and, and I might be a bit biased because, you know, I, I, I am personally very close to Turkish culture. I'm from Cyprus and I do speak Turkish. So, you know, I kind of grew up with a pseudo-Turkish culture. Um, I find the biggest problem or the biggest challenge facing Turkey as the short-term thinking of the Turkish economy and generally, culturally, the short-termism that Turks have. Instant gratification, right. which I think is the is is, right. the, is the best way to explain it. So, if that can be slightly managed in years to come, I think Turkey has got a very, very bright future. Very, very bright future. Dynamic people, hub of the world, people who want gratification, who want the rewards, and you know what? They're willing to go for it. You know, they're not lazy. Ah, we've got it all. We're plateaued now. You know, which is. The problem I see in the developed world, unfortunately, in the UK, each time I go, I see it and it slaps me on the face. I see it in the US. You know, it kind of almost comes to a level of maturity. And like all economic models suggest, after maturity comes a point of diminishing returns. Whereas Turkey is still on that slope. They want, they want, they want. So that want and that drive, you know, is, is, a, is, a, is a propelling engine, in my opinion. That's how I see Turkey. Cameron, that's a, that's a great way of putting it. Well, that's the way I see it. Right. But uh, Matthew, please don't take this long. You're asking Matthew? Just please don't take this long. Uh, what Seriously, said, yeah. No, uh, yeah. no I'll, I'll, I'll do a quick... Um, let's do a comparison. And that's the simplest way to sum up Turkey for me. You take the West specifically the U.S., it is a victim of its own success. Its problems are hubris and entitlement because, they, I think you alluded to it, they've reached such a point and now they're failing because of their own success. Things have gotten too easy. Things, the expectation of everything is ingrained to small children. True. Turkey, on the other hand, its problems are its immaturity. Again, not as a historic nation, but as a viable global partner in a global economy. It is immature in that area. And if I had to pick between the two handicaps, I will take immaturity as the problems I have to confront over arrogance. Because you can work with it. Exactly. It's going to evolve yes. it has to evolve yeah. it is not yeah, sustainable yeah, yeah. neither are sustainable but one is going to evolve in something and the other one's going to wither and die unless it dramatically changed courses and the i resets. don't bet on yeah. great resets i'm a realistic investor Mm. The simplest, but this is it. Yeah. This is this is, a, it. this is a very yeah. important viewpoint Simple. for investment. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, you invest in something that is growing yeah. rather than something that's. I, I, that's what investment is. I, I, I've never gone short on a stock, even when I know I could. I fundamentally disagree with betting on the demise of other things, mm. and because it's not about. No, money. I mean, money is important. I'm not going to lie to anyone. But the window that the, you look the, at the world the, is also important. The way I make money, I have, I've been a consultant trying to find efficiencies and make things better. I have physically built homes myself and had a product for my efforts. 
here I have invested and, and continue to invest in a fashion that will make a uh, positive impact, not just on my ROI, but on what I'm doing. Yes. I can sleep at night yes. knowing, giving somebody a home, investing in a business that is going to create jobs, I don't lose sleep on that. And nobody, I don't look over my shoulder. That's 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 a great way of putting it, man. 100%. And, and, and 100%. shorter than expected. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I, I will try to sum it up in three three sentences. Now, every time I come to Istanbul, I feel relaxed. And it's very strange because it's an enormous city. Chaotic Usually, well. you feel stressed in big cities. You know, you, you are tired in the evening, but I feel welcomed here. And that is a very strength by the country. Uh, I also like the diversification and the energy among the, the young people. And they're very welcoming. And uh, the diversification among the food, it makes you mm. happy. One day you go out and have an amazing kebab. Another day you go out and have an amazing fish. The wines that we were no, talking yeah. about. Bad at all. Bad at all. And it, it creates a smile on your face during the day, you know. So it, it, it has the lifestyle. And the opportunities is a young population, full of energy. The future lays in front of us. We are growing. Exactly. So, yeah. I, uh, the sky I is the this. limit. Look, have you noticed one thing? Both use the word we. He did, he did. Do you understand what I mean? We are growing, he said. He said, and he said too. Now, this is beautiful. So, they feel part of the society. Yeah. This, do you understand well, what well, I'm saying? We, yeah. we is my pronoun. Yeah, See, you're the king now, are he's, you? He's them and they. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very interesting, but but it's a very simple way of looking yes. at it, and, and and simplicity is the great thing about you. I mean, look at the um, the last meeting we had about the um, the, the vision and the mission statement of the fund. Oh. I mean, it's just everybody. Just Every, came everybody up with came up with yeah. their vision and mission yeah. statements for our fund. And Christine goes with Christian two sentences. Goes with that's your mission. That's your mission. And, and, and we looked at it. We go, you know what? Yeah. Says he all really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to inspire investors from all over the world to make investments, great investments here in Turkey. Yeah. Hundred so. percent. Well, I would. It, it, you know, great, if I man. have a last word in this, uh, for me, I, I'd say that that's why I'm at this table. We've got, we've got to really share it accurately because it's. The information we have, and we've all been outside these borders, we know it's not out there. And mm. I think there is a moral imperative to let people know what we know. Yes. And that's 100%. not hubris. This is 100%. objectively for a guy, and with humility, I have 115 countries under my belt now. And this isn't just stopping in. I spend time in these countries. I can say objectively, this country is so misunderstood outside its and borders. And you know what? I would say, sorry to the Tourism Ministry of Turkey, Dennis, if you have to repeat this, feel free. But I think Turkey is one of the most poorly marketed countries on yeah, the face of the world. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah, yeah. And thank yeah, God I spend yeah. so much time because I have you know properties in other countries. I have to fly through Istanbul all the time. And it was through that many layovers and so on 
that you opened your eyes to it. You know, it was just by happenstance. So you're absolutely right. They've done good with that airport. If they're not going to do it, we can do it right here. Right. And you 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 know what? Two days ago, we were talking. Me and Aladdin, we sometimes, because we live in the same place, same tower. Yeah. Massive tower. But it's like a village on its own. <laughs> um, chaotic one too, just like Turkey itself. We were sitting and talking exactly this point, And we said that our dream one day is um, to, you know, take this to the next, next level of a media channel that kind of, in a way, subliminally tries to Let's use the word help the society, subliminally. Enlighten. Yes, by, you know, hopefully maybe getting rid of this short-termism, maybe trying to show people that, you know what, you have so much potential, there's so much you can do, and it can make such a massive difference for you and for your next generations to come. So, and this is kind of how maybe... You can go about doing it. These are the thoughts, maybe. These are maybe some values that think about it, you know, resonate it with yourselves. Of course, without saying these things, but, you know, in a way to kind of show a lifestyle, show a, put it out there in such a way that inspire people again. Mm. This Mm, is really, we, we kind of, it's a dream. But, you know, if you dream, then it may happen. You know, but if you don't dream, don't make then it a dream. Make it a milestone. If you can dream it, you can do it, Cameron. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta put a you know nice roadmap and uh, yeah. yeah. I have a very interesting take about Turkey. When I look at, you know, there are these YouTube videos, the timelines of countries of the world. You see the six thousand years of countries. Mm. You see Sumerians and this and that, and then they grow into big empires and countries, and then the modern borders form. When I watch those timeline videos, um, I see that in this particular part of the world, there are always these empires, such as the Hittites, the uh, at some point some forms of Egyptians, the elites, cradle the of Greek, civilization, hundred percent. And and you take the cradle of civilizations, you come to Alexander's empire, then the Roman Empire, and this was the one of the. Uh, these three regions, Anatolia, Levant, and Egypt, were the richest regions of the Roman Empire. And then you have the Eastern Roman Empire, which the was Byzantium. again the biggest empire of its time. And then you have the Ottoman Empire, which was again the superpower of that time. And then it slowly fades away, and now the, the, the West has taken over. I do believe that force will awaken in these lands because it just cannot be left to a normal Balkan country. The importance, the, the level of energy that the Bosphorus, Istanbul, uh, Anatolia, the, 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 the history in Göbekli-Tepe has, will not allow the 89, 90 million population of this country to be just mediocres, okay? I believe, and, and this was a 2023 uh, vision statement of uh, this government, and after this election that they talked about, this is Turkey's new century. And if they are putting this vision on, 
the awakening has happened and i do believe the energy will flow in such a way that awakening is going to start again and this nation will rise it just has to happen there's no two ways about it it may be delayed but if there is the leadership that says that the awakening is here and this is our next century and i think that's poking that energy and it will come out sooner or later so what you're saying is there is a certain level of energy here um, that has shown its face over and over again yes. in the past several millennia yes and what you're saying is it's cycles yeah and, and, and I do and, feel and it's the, about and it will rise again. Yeah, it may not when it does. So it may not necessarily be a nationalistic thing. No. It may not necessarily confine to the boundaries of a nation such as Turkey. But yes, I hear you. And this part of the world certainly has got something. Yeah. And somebody needed has to blow the something. whistle. I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying this person or that person or this president or that person, but somebody had to just say it out loud that this is our next century and this is when the nation awakens and i do believe that energy is poked and it is slowly coming the people are complaining about refugees people are complaining mm. about foreigners people are complaining about this complaining about that this entire country is beautiful with foreigners exactly. with refugees exactly. with it being the cross of wit, being and having that open door policy and everything, I don't think it it just cannot stay like a mediocre country. Well, the United States became the most powerful nation on earth, and it was, as uh, Bill Murray said in Stripes, you know what it is to be American? It means our forefathers were kicked out of every good country. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, yeah. It's the land of the refugees, basically. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Anyway. You're not wrong. Thank you very much. Guys, hey, 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 hold on. Dennis just flicked this little message to me. Breaking news. Breaking news. Year 2060 OECD report says Turkey is going to be the fifth biggest economy by purchasing power parity. Is that so, Dennis? Yes. The fifth. The fifth. Just that year, this year, they published a report about so yeah. by 2060, which is 37 years away, geez, I'm gonna be old. We can be here, you know, no, we'll be here. if we if we, if we look after ourselves. So I, I don't even know if I'm gonna be here. Down to the one like, T-bone Seriously, to, uh, I'm gonna yeah, have my vegetarian diet. Yeah. Come on, so he's got. Well, this guy should be here. Yeah, but. Um, if he this doesn't guy. get air conditioning in the studio. Anyway, next episode, you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a computer with me. And and because, because Dennis has been messaging me, right? I couldn't read any of his messages. But uh, I'm going to use that TV with the information and everything that we're going to... And anyway, this, this episode... Right, I like this. This, this, this episode... I like this. Dennis, yeah. I like this. Yeah. I think you should always flick nice little messages to me yes. to read. But can we get like Sumer to bring him in rather than him? No offense. But... Inshallah. You want Sumer? Inshallah. Inshallah. Don't leave me hanging. All right. If God wants it. Gentlemen, thank you. God then. Hey, let's get, a, let's get a photograph and send it out to yeah. the, the group. Okay. So I know we did the first one. Yeah. Because I will be living that time. And I'm sorry, no offense. Yeah. Here.
We will be good, dead good, good and fish. gone. Good fishing. We anyway, will be dead and gone. Take, take care of that. A anyway, <laughs> le le let's all say bye to that camera. Guys, thank you very much for watching. This has been our... Hold on, why are we... Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> The first for for yeah, it's the first for episode, but I haven't posted. All right, cool. You will be in camera age after I know, I know. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for joining, gentlemen. Let's <laughs> see you in the next episode. What kind of voice is that? Oh, that's his bedroom. No, Come on now. <laughs> no, no, this no. is called what? the, the, the late night like DJ, what? FM radio DJ. You're voice. channeling Barry White. That's exactly what it older, is, right? isn't it? I'm getting older, yeah. Is puberty hit? And you get yeah. a little bass in the voice? No, I'm 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 physically young, okay, spiritually old, factually correct, emotionally honest person. Thank you very much for watching SWAT and see you in the next one. No, this, no, this was good. No, that, that's that's just that's just gonna Hey, don't take his shine away. Yeah, man. don't take my shine He's away. He's gotta open and close. Turkey's number one, factually correct, emotionally honest show. Thank you for watching. See you in the Fantastic. next one. Fantastic! Yes, that's it.